This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 484, recorded on March 25th, 2021. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios. Here, Mike, what I think, like it's been gray. I mean, maybe one sunshiny day over the last week or two. Uh, the rain gauge picked up like two and a half inches of rain. Uh, the, the first storm, another inch the other day. Your lawn's got to look pretty good, though, right? I mean, is it is it greening up pretty well? It's green up, but you know, the true test for me is I can be on a half hour conference call and my sump pump right here next to me goes off at least three times during that time. You know, all the water just soaks down. My sump pumps run like crazy really, during really. any rain. Yeah. yeah. You can tell we, uh, the former owner had to do the whole thrasher water treatment because we have two sump pumps now and, uh, and they just go like crazy. So I, it's, I have to ride the mute button now as I'm working down here. You might actually even hear it during the show. No, that's okay. uh, cause they just, they, they go off all the time. That's a sign of a lot of water. When we moved in here, um, the first couple years, the, this corner uh, over here flooded, not flooded, but got water in it a couple times. And we had, some, we had a little water damage. And I realized the downspout was not pointing in the right direction. And the neighbor's downspout was coming my direction. And I was like, okay, we're going to stop this. So I, I, I built a little retaining wall for them. So now that it goes down and actually over the last decade, it's kind of washed out. Like, wrote, really? Oh yeah. Cause they get a lot of water off that side of the house. And then right. redirected mine to go down the sidewalk. And um, uh, the sump pump broke at some point, and I checked it, oh, I don't know, last year I went to check it. It's broken, and it doesn't look like that thing's had water in 15 years. Like, it's bone dry. Weird. Yeah, it, no, just, yeah, just just moving that, just getting Ain't that much of a difference. It did, it did, yeah, it did. So, you know, that's one of those, it's spring here in the United States and uh, in the Northern Hemisphere, and of course, lots of rain coming in, Mike. It is my favorite time of the year. I did do some landscaping this week. I'm starting to take grass away. So I started, I moved some landscaping out to just kind Less of mowing. Little bits <laughs> at a time, you know, just, I don't know. I got to battle the moles. If you've been listening to the show very long, you know what I'm talking about. So we'll have a long, I, I, I'm not, my, my water bill doubled at the end of the summer in the grass didn't look that much better. And I was like, you know. I'm going to let nature take its course. Of course, uh, we will post the show with show notes out at theaverageguy.tv. This one, HGG484. couple reminders uh, before we get started. One, thanks. A whole bunch of you guys have joined uh, joined Mike and I on Coinbase. <clears throat> and uh, still an opportunity to do that if you go over to theaverageguy.tv slash Coinbase. Sign up and uh, your first deposit or trade of $100 or more, you get 10. Uh, I get 10. Not a bad deal. We always say it's a good it's good for a good education. Mike, I was reading the news on my phone today and they're like Bitcoin slides. You know, and I, I go, really? You always chuckle. <laughs> it's like, like that's not a slide. It's like it's down to 51. And I'm like, it okay. When it goes to 30 or maybe 20. When it goes to two, like it did last time, let me know. Yeah, you're kind of like so. If you watch news and you watch what's going on with crypto, it's it's just ridiculous. You can tell 
that the news is not be written is not being written by people who have been in the crypto market very long. I mean, yeah. they kept, you know, hey, Rip Van Winkle. They kind of woke up when Bitcoin was like 57 and they thought that was the low, you know, and then, oh, 60. Oh, no, it's sliding backwards, right? So, listen, if you've been listening to this show any length of time, you know, we've been talking about this a long time. Mike, the very first time we had Edward on, 264, 264 crazy right absolutely crazy i saw this hilarious uh you know picture and it was someone on twitter and they said my buddy just sent me this uh screenshot of a um it was essentially the awards they gave for the top five places for a starcraft tournament 10 years ago right oh, so 2011 yeah. first place was like 500 dollars, 200 300 200 fifth place all they got was 25 bitcoin <laughs> that's it and everyone's like, man, would have loved to take fifth place in that StarCraft tournament. You know, I think it's like, right what on. was that? $1.4 million they would have right yeah. now if they yeah. kept that uh, 25 Bitcoin. In, in but, you know, day. this is one of those times, too, where my brother-in-law, he's actually in the chat. It's, it's uh, Parker. So he, when he got his new graphics card, he got a 30 series card. Um, he asked about mining. And it was something, you know, Jim, you and I haven't looked at mining in years because it hasn't been profitable on GPUs. Right, right. And all of a sudden we looked into it and... Good thing he asked because you know right now it is profitable on the GPUs and the so funny part certain, about it is certain GPUs like yeah you have to have, a, have no at least a six gig or above um in RAM uh, on your GPU if you have below that yeah you can't can't uh, no, do it but really it. um but you know long story short is I'm kind of cheering on the slides right now because it, with NiceHash the way it works it's about the same um dollar wise you're getting per day and the lower it is means I'm actually once it, if it goes back up you're making a little more. So like I average four to $5 and that's usually no matter what the price is, it slips a little bit, but not much. And so uh, it's actually better when you're mining in the short term for these things to kind of fall a little bit if you're using something like NiceDash. So it's uh, I'm back in Jim. I'm like, I'm watching the prices every day now. It's funny how just one little thing like mining again uh, mm -hmm. gets me watching those uh, prices. I even have, it's kind of cool on the new iOS. You can actually have a tile on your homepage for NiceDash for the app. And it's an, a constant what your, uh, you know, what your daily average is for how much money you're making. So I can constantly just unlock my phone and see it. It's nice. Yeah, I've got, they, NiceHash paid me back for that hack, that 2018 hack, right? Yeah. And, and as they were paying me back when, when Bitcoin was low, you know, it was like three or $4. And now, you know, I went and looked, checked the other day and it was like, I don't know, it's 50, 60, 75 bucks, something like that. And you're like, whoa, that got to be a little coin. I should probably move it. And then I'm like, Nah, I'm just going to leave it on NiceHash for a while. Just see how things go over here. So um, if you want to join us on Coinbase, theaverageguy.tv slash Coinbase, big thanks to everybody who's done that and uh, taken advantage. Again, use it as an educational opportunity. Uh, the, the Coinbase app is really good at, uh, at just being able to go in there and learn. So I think there's 30 or $40 worth of things of videos you can watch, get free coin. If you want to do it that way, first $100 purchase or trade. Get you an extra $10 um, as well. Big thanks also to our Patreon subscribers, Brian, Tim. I thought I took that V out of there, Tim. Sorry. Ed, Aaron. I thought I'd done that like twice. Joe, Jim, Ross, Andy, John, Ed, Ryan, Justin, the other John, Brian, the other Brian with a Y, uh, Dwayne, Nathaniel, and Paul. Thanks for you guys, all that you do. Support us on Patreon. We appreciate that um, as well. Mike, I am. I mentioned the Tesla meetup or a Tesla uh, roundtable show. And I just haven't got around to it. So a couple of you contacted me. I know a couple of you want to be on there. I think probably after next week. So no live show next week, which is Easter weekend, the, the weekend before Easter. 
I'll be traveling down uh, to Texas for a family event, kind of a quick down there and back. And so no show, no live show next Thursday, but I'll get that planned. We'll get going with that. Uh, no update from my end on a Tesla. I, I don't I don't think I'm going to hear anything till the fall at the very earliest. Big thanks to Raz uh, from Flowwater who joined us last week. A very interesting interview. If you didn't catch it, might you think about your water during the week? It is, did you catch yourself like thinking, I wonder how much plastic is in this water? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, especially for those next two days, because it, it was honestly, it was a very interesting show for me because it's not something I've ever thought of, put much, you know, thought into, you know, and, and so it was very interesting to hear that point of view on everything. I want one of those. All I could think about is I want one of those big standing water filler things in my house. You know? It makes me, yeah, same thing. Anything that can fill up a tall glass or a water bottle quickly with clean water. Sounds good to me. Yeah, no, it's super cool. So big thanks to Raz. Flow Water, if you want to check them out. Hydrate 20 was the, uh, in fact, I still have, I think I still have that up. Let's go. Yeah, there we go. Uh, if you do Hydrate 20 at drinkflowwateratthome.com, uh, you can get 20% off any of the products that are there. And Flow uh, Water is only one W in there. F-L-O Water, just so you guys know when you're singing. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't get any takers last week on the, uh, on the, um, these are the, faucet attachments, right? So this can go on the end of your faucet and you can filter it um, through it. The it's I'm giving these away. I got two of them. Kind of I was I'd kind of like it for somebody who's worried about their the quality. Maybe they're on a well or one of those kinds of things and you wanted to try something out to see if it would be better. Uh, send me an email, Jim at the average guy.tv. I got two of them. Love to get them in the mail to you. US only, unfortunately, because it's just a nightmare to ship them outside the United States. Uh, but I'd love to give those away and um, and get those to you and get a little feedback on them um, as well. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit about the Mac saga, Mike. You you know a little bit. The Mac came five weeks ago, five six weeks ago, something like that. And I've um, I've had some monitor problems, and then I didn't, and then I did, and it's kind of gone back and forth. And the monitor problems are when I hit the space bar to wake it up uh, in the morning. Sometimes one monitor comes on. Sometimes I get that gray snow effect in it. Sometimes one of the monitors never comes back on. I can unplug it. I called support and they said, this is weird. We were texting and I said, um, hey, uh, it's not working. And we go through a bunch of things. I said, have you tried a different monitor? I said, no, I haven't done that yet. They They cut me off. They, they're like, support was done. <laughs> the point I was like, now, okay, listen, I don't think they were, I think it was a, I think it was Accidental. a fluke. I think it was a fluke. Yeah. But it, I did, I did get thinking, okay, I gotta, I do have a couple extra monitors to give this a try. Well, last Sunday, I'm, I was smoking a candle with, with Ed, Ed Sullivan. And he said, um, we were talking about, um, I was doing a whole bunch of video editing and I was telling him how I hate iMovie. Because the the slider on the bottom, it doesn't automatically advance as you're editing. Like so, as you're playing it, it goes down and then it just disappears. And you've oh, got to, right. yeah, you got to. And Ed said, because he's got a big 5K Mac monitor. Ed does. He goes, man, iMovie on an ultra wide is awesome because you get all that real estate for it. And I went, wait a minute, I have an ultra wide. <laughs> Why don't I put the ultra wide on the Mac? And take the two monitors, they're older monitors, you know, they're older, yeah. you know, 20, they're 24 inch 1080 P's that are on a stand, move those over to my work side. 
So on a Monday between meetings, <laughs> I, was, I had an hour. I was like, I, I got to get this done. So I swapped the monitors out. And I, like, I'm kind of like, why didn't I think of this before? And it's uh, working well. Well, I got a Mac on a single screen. Okay, one, there, there isn't a way to snap, like on a on a on a on a Mac. I can't snap, like on Windows. You know, you can snap one uh, a window to one side and snap right. it to the other. Can't do that on Mac, right? I don't think so, so. Yeah. So I don't. I don't. I mean, there's. I'm sure there's an app for. There's like the hot. Yeah. Minutes. There's apps and there's there's hot corners and stuff like that. I know you can set up, but I don't. Yeah. I get the forty nine ninety nine. Right. You know, thanks for the app. Thanks for that Apple tax. And um, so um, on the uh, so it didn't like keeping having as much real estate in one screen as possible is really a better Mac experience. At least what I'm finding. If you hit if you hold down Control and the arrow key, you know you also get those three other screens that you can load like remote desktop to. Right. Right. Some of those kinds of things. And um, so I moved it over to the to the ultra wide. It's it's incredible. Like I was like, why have I, why didn't I think of this to begin with? And now I haven't edited anything yet and I'll get a chance to do that this weekend. But then I moved the, the two, the dual screens over to the windows side of things. And windows is just better on multi on like when you, when you think about multi-screen and 1080p, yeah, windows is better on green windows on an ultra wide. Doesn't really, even though you can snap it, you it doesn't really even work right. Like the dimensions aren't right. This, you're not getting a full, like watching YouTube videos on it. Not great. It's so much better. I, Windows is so much better on a, just a standard 1080p monitor. I and, and even a Mac on multiple monitors is just, it doesn't work great, right? Like I know when I have my laptop down here, I'll have my laptop open, I'll connect it to one of these 1080p monitors. And the menu bar is always like a weird, like squished dimension. But for some reason, it's just the menu bar. Like Mac's just in multiple monitors. So I'm, one, I'm, I'm, I, that's a great idea. I'm yeah. glad you moved that over. And as yeah. far as like waking it up from sleep and everything, it's been working well. No, no problem. This is just yeah. HDMI, right? It's just HDMI, which yeah, is great. It's what that mini Mac is really intended to use for displays. Right, right. So, um, so the question I have for the community, I think, in this is okay so the ultra wide um is the monitor i brought home from work for the pandemic i i when i start going back to work this summer i need to take it back <laughs> you know it's like okay it's going to go back with me i'm using it primarily for work i'm still using it for work. it's a studio pc for the podcast stuff that i do by the way it's a pretty good you know podcasting on the mac on the ultra wide is pretty great like it gets in this, in that format, because um, of all the way I, I have to line things out, it, that does work out pretty well for me. So I, can, I have a couple options when we think of ultra wide. We saw Dwayne's ultra wide. You, you missed it when Dwayne was here, but he, mm-hmm. he has like a 105 inch ultra wide. It's not really, that oh, big, wow. but it's not really that big, but it's pretty, I think 38 or 42 or something like that. It's yeah. just, it's just super wide. I don't think I need all of that. I currently have a 30, uh, 32 inch ultra wide, which is kind of fits nicely, uh, in here. It kind of works. So 32 to 34, 30, maybe, no, maybe it's a 34. Yeah, it is 34. So it's 34 inches, uh, 32 wide, uh, 32 on the diagonal or 34 on the diagonal. Sorry. I'm getting confused on that. So I could go a little bit wider. Um, Mike, I, I, so I started pricing kind of ultra wides and man, the price point on these things was all over the place. 
So I found an uh, AOC gaming monitor out at Office Depot, Office Max, for two oh nine. Oh, that's not bad at all. Two oh nine, right? Yeah, that's great. And then there's a now it's the stand that it, it sits on the stand. It's visa mountable, but sits on the stand. Stand doesn't move. It tilts, but that's it. Then you can jump up kind of the next level. So it's like the five, six, five or six hundred dollar level for this. And right probably, there. I mean, for that difference, is it? I'm guessing it's FPS or your 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 so. your refresh rate. I'm sorry on the monitor. Um, and then it. I mean, really probably color accuracy yeah. as you start to move up in those panels, a lot more color accuracy. But for the stuff you're doing, you're not gaming. And yeah, you're editing video, but you're not doing any color correction to it. Uh, so, I mean, really, it, it, that 209 mark is probably a great monitor. Yeah, well, so then that next step, though, is five, five or 600 in there, right? And those are, the, you're, trying to, you're getting into the Dell, the HP monitors. Yeah. And then there's a whole other class that's like 1,000, like 3,900. Right. A thousand. I I almost pulled the trigger on the two oh nine, and I was thinking, is this too cheap? Like, you know, is that is it? So, a uh, chat room. Um, I want you to chime in on this a little bit while we're talking about it. Do I? You know, I'm a listen. <laughs> I'm a budget guy, and I'm really good at buying budget. And I I bought a lot of crap at that at the lowest price point, right? And I've actually made some of that crap. I was talking to. Who was I talking to? I think I was talking to Ken uh, the other night on on um, a messenger, and I was telling him I bought this twenty seven inch Westinghouse. There's like there's no nobody knows of a Westinghouse monitor. Like, I bought this back in 09. It was it's probably the, a TV. It it, it, <laughs> it could have been right. Yeah, it, it struggles with some HDMI stuff. It works great with VGA, so it's got VGA and DVI. It's not even HDMI, right? So you have VGA DVI. This thing. Mike, I, I, it had replaced two in 09 and it replaced two, um, regular monitors. What do we call those CRTs? Yeah. Right. Glass. And I kept waiting for those things to go dim on me and they never would. They just kept hanging on. And then I bought this thing 09. So that's 10, 11 years ago now. It's, I'm using it right now. It's, it's what's, it's part of the studio set up here. Right. So you kind of think, and that was rock bottom price for that thing. I think I paid 219 in those days for it, which, you know, most of the, uh, most of the flat, flat screen LCD monitors were going for four or 500 in those days. So budget, and I'll ask you while we're waiting for the chat room to kind of chime in on this thing, Mike, do you go, you, you kind of go ultra cheap on this thing or, you know, spend three or $400 more and, uh, and at least get middle of the road. No, for, for what you're doing, I think, you know, go cheap, just get the the size, you know, for me, I have never, until recently when I started PC gaming, um, you know, I'm a perfect example because I need to do the same thing. So I actually have some questions for chat too. You guys have seen my setup. I have three monitors on the bottom and one up top. And this main one right in the middle I'm looking at right now is my gaming monitor. It's a nice monitor, a little bit bigger, um, high refresh rate. I think it's a 240 hertz uh, monitor, not for, not 4K, not 1440p, mainly because my graphics card wouldn't do 1440p very well. Um, I would be the perfect candidate for an ultra ride. Right. But I, what my point was, all these ones on the outside are perfectly fine for me. They're old. They're ViewSonic. They were actually from a company that was closing down and they had all the same monitor for like 20 bucks a piece. And I was like, that's perfect because I do want the uniformity of all the monitors. And so I grabbed three of them for 60 bucks total and they are perfect. If I wasn't a gamer, they'd be, they'd be fine. 
um, for, for what we do, right? We don't need that color accuracy, but what I need, what I want to know is I want to go ultra wide. I want to replace these two on the sides of my game monitor with an ultra wide. Now I will need to go high refresh rate because I do game on this thing. But my concern is I like to have a lot of screen real estate while I game. I typically have stuff up on these two monitors. So I have my nice gaming monitor. I have things up on the side. I play a lot of Tarkov and things like that where I have a map up or I'm Googling things. I usually have discord over on this channel or on this screen because I'm usually talking to people for playing Valheim or things like that. So for you guys who run an ultra wide and if you're a gamer, is it easy enough to have it only take up like essentially a 1080p portion of the panel and then have the outside still accessible while you're gaming? I just, I, since I haven't used one, I don't know how all that functions as far as, you know, gaming performance. They always say, right, like full screen mode in the game is the best as far as performance, but obviously you wouldn't be running in full screen. So if you guys have any experience, uh, experience with that, let us know because I, I, I too want to move to an ultra wide. Um, and get rid of this monstrosity of a four monitor setup that I've got right in front of me just for one computer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <clears throat> don't get me wrong though, Mike. Like I, I, you know, I have the ultra wide here. I have a twenty-four inch monitor, and then I've got an old three by two monitor. That's all it does is is my Slack. It's just my Slack monitor. I mean, I've gotten yep. to the point where I'm moving applications to monitors. <laughs> like, you know, I've got Slack on this one. I have Twitter on this one. I've got our Discord group on this one. So they're always up. And then you come over here and it's a remote desktop kind of machine. It, it, the mining that's going on th that we're doing through Chia is on there. I've got monitoring kind of the storage space. And then you slide over and you get to work. And now the dual screens are over there. Yeah. Uh, kind of deal. So <clears throat> I'm a big, sorry, I'm a big fan of just having it all out in front of me. I mean, I just really, I really like, I don't like when I put windows away, I forget about them. Yeah. You know, um, I'm the Joe, same way. I usually always have discord up. I have up yeah. here is all my stocks during the day. Um, so I use the thinkorswim app from TD Ameritrade. Usually have that up, up there. And then these actually, these two monitors, I utilize both for this main PC but they're also plugged into my work laptops as I work from home. So into my hub. So these switch over during the day to being my work monitors, which leaves me two that are still connected to my gaming PC. So I can usually still keep either stocks up there and like Spotify open or watching the mining or whatever I need to on those two other monitors. Uh, Jim Shoemaker's calling me out. He says, uh, buying budget, he bought a Mac. Hmm. I, I actually good saw point. The, Well, okay. But I didn't see, I didn't see buying the mini as a, an expensive PC purchase. By the way. It really wasn't right. Cause I mean, what was that? Six ninety nine, uh, or maybe, maybe a little more than that. Well, we, you time, upgraded a few things. Yeah. It, it got close to a thousand by the time the I, door. I, I put the stuff into it, but I was getting a pretty good, I was getting a pretty good processor. I was getting a pretty dedicated unit. I was getting all solid state. And, and I, what I felt was a, pretty good you know i that's kind of about what i'd spend on a windows box and i'm not yeah. sure i would have gotten yeah i agree the apple tax on the mini itself is is not bad yeah the laptops are still have that they still have that price tag on them for their performance but, for sure but sure. uh not much with the with the mac mini well we're gonna get so sammy's coming home here in just a couple weeks to to be home out of college for good she's got a summer class we're going to have to make a decision on a laptop for her. And we're actually going to kind of do this live. So that's a nice. going to be another discussion is do we go Mac or do we go PC for her and what do we buy? So that'll be a good, um, that'll be a good conversation that we're going to have. Um, Brian says, I've gone relatively cheap on my extra monitor. 
I have a 27-inch iMac and a 27-inch 1080p external monitor. Not great specs, but it it's an HP. It cost me about $110. I, I don't, you know, unless you're gaming hardcore and you can tell the difference, I have a hard time telling the difference between like a really good, no, maybe I've never had a really good monitor, but between a really good monitor and, you know, one, a budget monitor. Yeah. I, I, that's why, that's the exact reason why I have no 4k TVs in my home. Cause once I buy one, all the rest of them are going to look like crap and I'm going to have to, you know, upgrade them all. But, uh, I have seen my brother-in-law's gaming monitor that he got recently. You know, it's a 1440p. It's got, you know, HDR. It's, it's nice. The blacks are black. Um, but it was funny when the first time we set it up, we were playing a game and he was like, this just doesn't even, it's almost like it's almost too dark. And it's weird when you go from playing on a really bright, oversaturated screen, especially on a game like call of duty to like, true blacks with hdr i it, he's right it kind of it's it's odd going it's going to that high quality um even going to 1440p sometimes it's interesting but but yeah i it, it can ruin you once you see a good one i think that 209 one you know as long as it's not terrible specs as long as it's like at least 120 hertz um i think you'd be you'd be fine yeah let's i'm gonna see if i can find it as we're talking um on the the um, the office depot's uh, site they do have They've got a 29 incher that they're selling for 189. I don't know if I want to, you know, um, I could go into the store. So this is where, you know, it might, I, I guess I'd have to check and see, you know, those, I bet those 29 is not that big. No, no, no. I want to go 32 for sure. Like yeah. I, I it's like not those. bigger. Um, yeah, I think once you get beyond right now, once you get beyond 32, they get pretty, uh, they start pricey. really pricey. That's how much, how big is the one you're on now? It's 32. Okay. And it's the it's a Dell, so it retails the, the same model. Um, here I'll give a model number out for those who are keeping keeping track at home. It's a P thirty four one eight HW. Like that actually means something. Um, uh, so again, P thirty four one eight HW. Um, I think those retail between six and eight hundred dollars, depending on where you buy it. Okay. Um, it's a pretty standard in in man. Probably a standard business. It is model, well built. right. Like yeah, yeah. It is well built. My my initial um, decision was just I was just going to buy the exact same one, and then I would take this with me back into work when I go in on a more regular basis. And then because it works so well, this is the thing. You know, do you buy a two hundred and forty dollar one and then think, what if it's? I guess I could take. I guess I could send it back if it's not very good, right? Why Why wouldn't I take the risk and? And give it a try and see and see how it looks that way. Yeah, and you'll have to check the specs on the Mac. You know, right now, if you want the best of the best with monitors anyway, you need to be using DisplayPort, right? DisplayPort has so much more bandwidth and capabilities that HDMI doesn't even have. And I don't know even what version of HDMI that Mac Mini is on. Um, so when you go up in price, you might be the features, what they're charging for is all that, you know, the extra, uh, refresh rate, but also like connectivity wise has a lot more display ports, things like that. Things that might not even, you know, really make that much of a difference on the Mac mini. Uh, now I don't know how the, dis- the, you know, cause Mac mini is Thunderbolt, which is kind of like display port, but not really. So I don't know how all that works. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, I think you'd be actually be fine with cheaper one. Is this so- it? Yeah, this is it. It's actually, it's actually twenty more dollars off. <laughs> uh, let me close this window here. Um, so this is that's it right there. It's currently one ninety nine. It was 
it was two two oh nine the other night when I looked at it, and um, I have to make sure this is the right one. But 24, 24, 32-inch Full HD LED curved. Uh, let's see if we can get some specs on Now, that's display. not an ultra-wide because um, that's that's 1920 by 1080. Oh, you're right. You're right. So this is the wrong one. Okay, this is the wrong one. Let me... I'll keep, I will keep looking. See, there you go. Like it's, you know, what's kind of crazy, Mike, is that I, it's been a while since I've been monitor shopping, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was, this is like, uh, I started getting into this. I'm like, holy crap. Like, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a, there's a, yeah, there's just a lot to think about that's out there. So, um, uh, Tony says, um, his, uh, his is 27 inch monitors connected via VGA. So is mine, Tony. And you know what? It's for what I use it for as a secondary monitor. VGA is just fine. Like it's again, you kind of think it's the like, job that I can edit my word documents, I, view the web. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Jim says a uh, question about the laptop per- purchase. Is it for a second laptop or similar where it might not really need to be new or use would be okay. No, it's going to be her main driver. She has to give back. Sammy has to give back her, her, um, she has an HP from school that they, they kind of lease to them. They kind of rent to them for almost nothing. And, um, although that's not really true, you should see my, her college bill. So it's worked in somehow, right? It's, it's been, they're making it up on the back end. Oh my God. It's been club bed. So, um, so no, I need to replace it. She's going to do Mike. She's going to do a lot of um, podcasting writing. She'll probably get, need the Adobe suite. I mean, I'm going to have to shell out for some of that stuff too. Some of that stuff's really good on a Mac, but she knows PC. So, you know, I don't know. We're going to have that. I'm going to have that discussion with her over kind of over the next couple of weeks to see. Is she an we, iPhone? Uh, yes, but she's thinking, so I think she's going to go Android. Oh, okay. Yeah. she's going to go on to the Fi, Google Fi. So I don't know. We we got some work to do. We'll talk about it over the next couple of weeks. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to buy a monitor or a Mac or a PC at this point. I'll look into it. Love to have some conversation in the hardware group and the Discord group. So if you want to join us over there, theaverageguy.tv slash Discord. Have some con- have some conversations. If you see if you see a deal, post it there. I'm going to kind of wait and see kind of what pops up. We'll sort of throw some things around. Um, if I do, Mike, if we do go PC for her, uh, man, I got a, I have a ton of options. Like that is a whole nother, uh, you know, I specced out one at the very bottom. I can get her about $500 for a pretty decent laptop that would do most of what she needs to do. You know, um, Mac, I'm at $1,400 probably. Right. You know, to go that route. So, so. We'll weigh that out, uh, jump in the Discord group, and uh, and love to have some conversations. To see a deal, whatever, um, let me know. Mike, we've been talking about this for a while, and you got into Valheim, uh, I don't know, what, when the upgrade uh, to... To Unraid came out. I mean, what was the what was the the uh, the move? This game, this new game, Valheim. Like all the kids yeah. are playing it. Yep. Um. What What was the genesis of that? You know, I don't really know. I'm trying to remember where it all started, but essentially, um, I saw someone I think playing on Twitch. One of the streamers that I watch on Twitch quite regularly. Um, you know, Twitch is one of those things for me, obviously it just kind of stays up in the background, you know, like back in the day when your parents would like keep the TV on, um, or you keep the TV on like while you're cleaning, it's kind of background noise. That's what Twitch is for me. 
Like I can even have it on while I'm working. It doesn't bother me. It's just someone to kind of have on. And uh, they were playing Valheim. And so for those of you who don't know, Valheim is a new PC game. It came out so you can get it through Steam. And it is in very early beta. And think of it as, I call it like an adult version of Minecraft on steroids. And the reason I say that is because it's like, you know, you're a Viking. It's Viking era. So you're a Viking um, you know, uh, updated graphics, right? It's it's not what what do you call the Minecraft graphics? Like eight bit or whatever. I don't know. Like it's not that type yeah. of graphics. It's no, actually they look good. Yeah, it, it's good yeah. graphics. But essentially, you are surviving in this world and building uh, a base and all this stuff. And you need to go out and harvest a lot of materials, collect the materials, make things, and build. Um, so I mean, so that's really all you're doing. So you're building like a really cool and you keep getting access to new materials as you go further in the game. And, um, it was a lot of fun. So I was watching like, that kind of looks kind of interesting. And, and so I, I, you know, I, I think it's cheap, right? I think it's like 20 bucks on, on steam, which is pretty cool. What I didn't realize, Jim, was this game has been breaking every single record for games out there. So I pulled up some stats and you got to keep in mind, this was all the way back. I was trying to find something more recent. Maybe you guys can find something, but, you know, they were really tracking this because this came out, I think, at the end of January, early February. And so this article was written on February, I think, 25th, and they had just crossed the four million copies sold within a few weeks. So within just a few weeks of this game coming out, and I think the big story is this is only from a handful of developers. I think it's like a group of like maybe five guys who developed this game and sold over 4 million copies. And then the weekend before this article was written, they had hit 500,000 concurrent players. And that puts Valheim in the top five most played games in the history of Steam. So a game in early beta that I don't think anyone, you know, I don't know, I don't think they really did any marketing. Maybe their marketing was to get streamers on board. And if they did, man, it worked. And I think what people love about this game is it for me as an adult, it's the perfect kind of mixture of fun, creative, challenging, but yet relaxing. Like it's just fun, relaxing to play this game. Whereas compared to Call of Duty, like, you know, <laughs> I rage, you know, I want to rage quit Call of Duty all the time because like I'm not good anymore. Like these kids just play so much and I die all the time. And it's just frustrating because unless you can like play 10 hours of video games a day, you're not going to be good at Call of Duty. Um, at least that's the way <laughs> that's how I justify how bad I am at that game. But uh, but for me, I think Valheim is just like this really creative, fun game. And it's one of those games, too, that. I would be totally fine with my boys playing at whatever age they want to play. You know, it's, it's relatively wholesome. Yeah. It's violence. It's Vikings killing monsters. Right. But, uh, but it's, it's fun and really, really creative. So I kind of liked it. I never got into Minecraft personally. Um, but now I kind of want to go try Minecraft because of how much I'm enjoying, enjoying Valheim. But to continue on with the, the fun piece, what you mentioned about Unraid is the reason this caught more of my interest is because this kind of like Minecraft, for those of you who have been into Minecraft and a bunch of other games, you can actually self host your own server. So when you're, you can play this game multiplayer with people normally, but I have to be in the game for someone else to be in the game, right? So if we have this world that we're building together, think of a world that you guys are both working on. You're building really cool villages and stuff like that. If that's hosted by me and I log off for the night, your buddies can't access it either. But you can do these hosted servers, and it's extremely easy to do, especially on a system like Unraid, right? If you have an always on box, um, I've actually even heard, I think, I think bust out in our chat. Uh, he's been playing with me. I think he actually even runs it on his Synology and said it runs just fine on his Synology. 
So uh, there is a great gentleman in the Discord community, or sorry, in the Unraid community, who has been um, building these Docker containers, and they're in the community app store. He goes by ICH777, and ICH777 has put out pretty much a Docker container in the community app store on Unraid for about every single game you can self-host that you can imagine. It's pretty cool. Um, but it's just one simple Docker. You you get it up and running, you port forward some ports, and you're up and running. And the great part about that is it's up 24-7, which means anyone can log in and out whenever they want. Um, you know, as long as that server is running, then then you're good to go. Because this game is a ton of fun to play with friends. I've been playing with my brother-in-law Parker. I got him into the game, and uh he's he's actually he's insanely good. He's been like I I told him yesterday, I've been like riding his coattails in this game because he'll text me like dude, we got wolves now. Like we got a whole pack of wolves. And, and I'm like, dude, like, as I am excited to log in because every time there's all this work done, I didn't have to do anything. It's kind of nice. Um, but a, t- a ton of fun to play with friends. So a long story short though, what we did, so with this self-hosted server that I started, um, so started playing with my brother-in-law and then I, I put a post out there in our Discord for this community and kind of put an invite out for anyone to join. You can have up to 10 players concurrently. I, I, I don't know how well it runs. I think obviously they're in such early beta. I've heard about stability issues when you get too many people in. I think above five, they start to say it can get a little wonky. Um, but that being said, so I put the invite out there and some people from the uh, from the community have actually joined. And it's been a ton of fun. We've been having a lot of fun. So, uh, you know, Ryan, Bust Out, Joe um, have all been over there with us and, and then Parker, we've all been playing together and we'll jump on. We'll get in the discord. The great part about using discord for chat is it's super easy. We'll all get in there and we'll just have a good time every once in a while, every night, we'll kind of be talking while we're playing we're gathering wood and stuff like that. It's such a fun community game to play. And, and Jim, I think you said that, you know, you know, I think your kids have yeah, got bit were bit by the Valheim bug. I'm seeing, I'm seeing less of it. Um, Jim Shoemaker in chat is making a good point. I think we're both pronouncing it wrong. I think this is how it's pronounced. Did you hear that? No. Oh, so shoot. That, that should have switched over. One second here. Maybe I don't have the loop back. I think it's Valheim. It, it might be. I think Valheim. It. Okay. If you go to how to pronounce it uh, at uh, how to pronounce, let's see, what's the site here? Well, I'll throw this in the, uh, in the chat room so you guys can see it. Uh, it, it's a good, um, I think it's a good exercise on it. I've been calling it now. I'm, it's going to take me forever. Cause I've been calling it Valheim. Same. I've been just saying it like oh that forever. God. Right on. So Jim, Jim Shoemaker, good, good call Valheim on that. Yeah. The kids have, um, my kids are playing it a lot. Um, they're playing it. I think they're playing it less. I think it ran. I don't know if it ran its course. You know how these things kind of go where they, you get addicted to it, then you're like, oh my God, I actually need to shower. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. And that is this type of game. Yeah. And then you um you so you play a little bit less of it. And then one day something happens and you're back, like, oh, we gotta build castles. <laughs> right. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah, I think people go through that same thing with, with games like Minecraft. And you know, Joe was saying in chat that he actually has uh his 12-year-old playing with him. And, you know, that's the fun part is with these little self-hosted servers, too. Uh, you can really, you know, play with your kids, friends, family. And it's, it, like I said, it's it's the relaxing type of game. It's the game I play when I'm fed up with Call of Duty, want to turn it off, and I just want to go relax and, and build a cool house by the by the lake. I even joked with Hannah. She came down the other day. I'm like, 
come look at our lakeside villa I built. Like we got a patio where we can sip our coffee. And she was she was just shaking her head. Like I, I don't get it. But <laughs> well, she's too good to you, Mike. Like uh, a little bit, yes. Yeah. That, that's an understatement. You go off on these tangents, <laughs> you know, see you know, ham radio. Just say, is it ham or heme radio? Not, yeah, heme radio. <laughs> Amateur radio. <laughs> um and uh, she just okay, you know, she's the stable one, I think. In the right, and yeah, really, yes, yes, uh, yeah, she's the stable one, just steady Eddie, just does what she's supposed to be doing. Mike's out there, who doing who knows what. Um, is there do you, do you get any sense of uh upgrades uh coming for it? I mean, is it you say it's in beta, but yeah, that's the fun part about it is that being in such early beta that. When they had that much success, when you think of, you know, 4 million copies sold of this game within those first few weeks, uh, I think they were definitely able to take that money and develop. And they're starting to come out with roadmaps of what they want to do. They kind of have a general roadmap for the next year. They have these stages where they're focusing on different parts of the world that they're going to be upgrading, right? Like new biomes, which are essentially areas of the map you can go to, weapons, animals, all that sort of stuff that they're going to be upgrading over the course of the next year um, and, and beyond hopefully, but it, just overall a, a really cool game. I like to find these gems because I like, I, I think I mentioned this last week, Jim, I wouldn't call myself a gamer as in like, I don't play a ton, right? Cause you know, with kids and everything, I maybe get, you know, a few hours here and there. Uh, but, but that's about it. This game uh, talked about Hannah giving me some leeway and maybe it was just me staying up in the wee hours, but I think I had like 25 hours logged within the first week um, of playing this game, like a lot of time. Uh, and, and the time just kind of melts away. It's one of those games yeah. you sit yeah. down at 9 p.m. and all of a sudden you look up, it's 2 a.m. You're like, yeah. oh my gosh, like where yeah. did where that time go? So what my hope is, is, you know, the game is simple enough to run that I think more platforms, I think they could bring this to, I think a perfect, uh, would be the Nintendo Switch. I think they could easily put it on the Nintendo Switch, have it there, um, bring it to to Mac on the Steam side, Steam on Mac. I would love to play with my Mac counterparts. Um, I was shocked. The graphics are good, but they're not like a, like amazing. My brother-in-law tried to play it, though, on his uh, older laptop, about a five-year-old laptop, and he's like, it choked on it. It was it was not doing well. So it's actually more okay. intensive than we think. Okay. So maybe things like optimization, right? Like a lot of these games are not fully optimized from the beginning. So things like that to make it run on, on different hardware. Seems to me like a game that you could turn down the graphics almost all the way and still have a decent experience. Um, so it's, it's just a, it's a good game. Okay. And I love hosting the server. I just think, I don't oh, know why man. I think that's fun, but um, hosting it on Unraid, having it there. Much, uh, data, much data coming in and out on that? No, not much okay. at all. Okay. Now, and it doesn't even use that much resources. So it uses two gigs of RAM. That's about the standard, a little bit above when people are in, but not much constant two gigs of RAM. Um, and, and it flutters, you know, on my on my i7-3770 that's in the, the box. It's, it's using maybe 10% of that. Uh, or less, most of the time, a lot less. So it doesn't need much processing power at all. Uh, it, it's been a lot of fun. When I was over uh, checking out the, um, so while you were talking, I was trying to find this monitor. So this, I'm going to tie these two stories together. So this is where I'm going with this. So I uh, head over to the, you know, this. Uh, how to pronounce it? Yeah, how to pronounce it, right? There's the, <laughs> you, you push this button, you can't hear it. But it it it's actually if you don't know how to pronounce a word, these sites are pretty cool. 
to get it done, right? So, yeah. anyways, so what is staring me right in the eye? The a the uh, AOC thirty four inch monitor. The, it, the the exact okay. So I mean, this is a cookie viol not violation, but this is how you know. I was on. It's the, even on Office Max <laughs> on the Home Depot Office Max, or I'm on the Office Depot Office Max site. I'm sure it placed a cookie. Then when I went over there, I'm sure that cookie showed up, and they tried to sell me. So here it is, except it's no longer available. I just was last night, Mike. I was just. Mm-hmm. Doing this last night. So, but let's take a look at this one really quick. So, uh, it is, um, okay. So, um, let's, it's uh, 10, uh, uh, 2560 by 1080. Yeah. Ultra, ultra, ultra wide, super curved 1500R monitor, uh, 75 hertz refresh rate, uh, AMD free sync. That's pretty standard, right? For most monitors now. Are they doing free sync? Uh, FreeSync or um, someone's gonna correct me in chat. There's there's an NVIDIA version of that too. Okay, a one-time display port one uh one point two, two HDMI's, one point four, and an audio line out in it, which I'd never use. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, these this these look pretty basic, but probably do the job. I mean, it's it's out of stock at this point. Obviously, at two two nineteen is a pretty good price, right? Yeah, it is. For this one, you know, you're you're not looking at a super high resolution there. It is ultra wide, but you know, not crazy high resolution. Only 75 hertz refresh rate, right? So I think the reason this is this monitor is exactly intended for the casual user who just wants a lot of screen real estate because you know you're not gonna game on a 75 or you're not gonna game on the high end with 75 hertz refresh rate. That's pretty low. Um and then on the on the resolution, right? It's gonna be great for doing everything that that you and I would typically do. And and work pretty well. I, I think the, like this style of monitor is exactly probably uh, what I'd be looking for if I wasn't gaming on it. You yeah. know, maybe maybe I keep this monitor here for gaming and I put an ultra wide above it, and that's that would be kind of cool. What's what's this monitor in front of you? What what do you have in front of you? That's a good question. I think it's a twenty seven inch. Okay, uh, twenty seven inch only ten eighty p, but uh, I think it's a two forty or maybe it's hundred only one hundred forty four. It might only be one hundred forty four hertz refresh rate. I can't remember what I which one I got, um, uh, which is enough for me. My uh, my GPU only gets me up typically to about 100, 110 FPS. Tony G-Sync, says, thank you, Tony. That's the other. Yeah, that's the Nvidia free side of the sync, house. Nvidia side is G Sync, right? Then, yep. And I have Nvidia video cards, but it's coming off the Mac, so it's not. I don't think any of those, and I'm not gaming. And, right, you're not gaming. Those are really only used to keep those refresh rate and the FPS. In, in line so you don't get a lot of you know uh breaks or tear screen tearing yeah. exactly yeah 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 it sounds like a lot better version of v-sync well so okay so at 219 okay it's gone now i'm sure i'll find something else at, at that price point you pull the trigger mike i would i'd also be looking at bigger and seeing if i can find a similar maybe for a hundred dollars more a similar low spec, even bigger monitor, even wider. Maybe like I think so. I think so because I think of my twenty-seven. I think of thirty-two wouldn't be too much bigger, and I would definitely like I, whatever this is. I should take a tape measure and go all <laughs> the way. I want something this big. My three monitors in front yeah. of me is about the real estate yeah. I would want. Now that's going to be insanely priced. Nothing is going to be this big, but um, it would add yeah. a thirty-eight. Would add four more inches in physical width here. And I could probably get away with an inch on this side and the other, you know, the other, the difference there. Yeah. Over on this side. 
but I think maybe I guess that's right. true because you're not trying to you're not trying to replace all your monitors. No. So maybe it's different because for me, I'd be wanting to replace like I want I want everything gone. I want yeah. one ultra wide, yeah. and that's what I want to focus on. Uh, whereas you know you have some other ones, so a, so a slightly smaller ultra wide isn't that big of a deal because you still have those other monitors. Yeah, well, but I okay go you know a hundred bucks more. Your scenario, I don't know if this is true, but in your scenario, uh, you know a thirty two or thirty four versus a thirty eight. You know, if it's a hundred bucks more, you know, do you, or a 42 for 200 bucks more, you know, at, at what point, and, and I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm going to need to, I love that, that idea for me. Okay. The whole premise is iMovie. <laughs> I right. want to get the whole thing on there. Right. Do I need to? No, but I want to, like, I, I want to get the whole thing. So, you know, thinking that through of like, now I know, I mean, 34 is a sweet spot right now for ultra wides. That's just, there's a lot, I'm sure a lot of the screens are being made and that's why the prices are reasonable. As you get a little bit larger, there's probably less screens being made at that size. So they're a little more costly. So um, Tony says they, uh, Costco has 38 inch curved monitors. See, this is where it gets expensive pretty fast, right? 38 inch curved monitors for fifteen ninety nine. I'm not sure I'm in for a $1,600 monitor. I might go up to 600, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe on that, you know, maybe cash in some Bitcoin. I'm just kidding. I would <laughs> never buy a monitor with Bitcoin. I just be really clear about that. And you said the one you're looking at is a 34? 34. Yeah. The one that I was, the, okay. the, the one, um, yep. 34, which is 34 across 32 inches wide. Yeah. So when you're looking at new egg, you know, I guess once you jump up past, you're looking at, yeah, $600. There's a really 30, cool 49 inch one for 689. Really? Yeah. What's the, what's the brand on it? Samsung. Oh. Yeah. Here, I'll drop, bucks. I'll drop the, I'll drop the link in chat. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Um, $700 for a, what's a 50, <laughs> a 50 inch. Yeah. Holy, I'm not even sure. What's the, what's the actual width on that thing? Like how wide? Um, that's a great question. Give, does it give actual dimensions? I'm say it's probably yeah. 45 inches wide, maybe. Uh, it actually doesn't. Okay. Just says 49 inches. Wow. It's 144 Hertz monitor. Interesting. J- Brian says, stay tuned for the post show. Jim's making a $600 purchase tonight. Oh, that's very possible. That's very, I'm not, I'm not going to. And that was just, I just typed in. So I limited it down to 37 and a half being the smallest. And I just sorted by lowest price just to see something on Newegg. Right. And Newegg is going to be more expensive. I bet on Amazon, it's going to be a lot of other ones. Yeah. Um, What's got me thinking. Some really cool ones on here. Brian, thanks for, uh, uh, Brian uh, posted some stuff in the discord group too already. So uh, thanks for doing that. Um, yeah, it's got me thinking like I almost pulled the trigger on this 219 and I was like, nope, I'm saving it. I'm going to save it for the show. <laughs> like I'm, I'm going to talk about it. Don't, yeah. don't do it now. I'm going to talk about it. And I just, I always find as I talk about it with you guys, I just make better decisions when I've kind of thought it out. Now you can overthink the, in a group like ours, you can overthink this thing and everybody's got an opinion of what you should and shouldn't do. So that can also work against you a little bit. So uh, Jim is reminding me, this, see, this is where it works against you a little bit. The Apple Pro 32-inch XDR, it's just $6,000, right? 
to be fair, it's probably a really good monitor. And yeah. Hey, listen, Jim, if I'm going to spend $6,000, I'm buying that water cooler from flow, flow water. And, uh, I'm putting that thing in my kitchen. I got a Mike, I have a perfect spot for it in the kitchen. Like there's, there's this area that just, it would perfectly fit in there. It was like, uh-huh. it was made for it. I can't afford not to have one of those things in my house. Um, okay. We alluded to Unraid a little bit, so we'll, we'll keep, we'll keep working on this monitor thing. Um, did you upgrade 6.9? Did you, we're going to get John, you know, we're going to get John from, from, from Unraid on here eventually been trying to work with those guys. I think they've been busy with the upgrade. I <laughs> so, can imagine. Yes. So they have not been returning my emails and that is perfectly fine. I am sure it's nuts, but did you make the upgrade? I've been holding on. I did. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So I'm on 6.9.1 now, which is actually the, the latest um, stable. They had a few updates that they made right after and it's been good for me. Now it's interesting. I'm getting a lot of comments back. I'm seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter. Uh, for me, flawless, no issues, right? Um, I know a few people though have had issues with the upgrade. So I'm not sure if 6.9.1 has fixed that for people. So, you know, I'm still kind of hesitant to fully, if this is mission critical for you. Now it is for me and I upgraded and it was fine. Uh, it's just because I like to live life on the edge, you know, I'm a, I'm a dangerous guy. So um, I, I upgraded and, and it went fine. So just, I mean, just be aware that there have been reports that it hasn't been completely stable. Um, but I think for the most part, majority of people say it's going just fine. And I think really for, for most people, you know, the need to upgrade on when we're talking about what are the things in 6.9 that people are really going to like, uh, there are, there are really two that stand out for me for the non really heavy geek users, right? If you're a heavy power user and there's a lot of back end support for things, you know, I'm, I'm talking like, uh, you know, the the ButterFS balance options and you know things like passing parameters onto the modules like things like that that if you know you need it you know you need it um, so there are always those reasons to upgrade the really the only other two reasons I think that's like a necessity of a, a reason to not wait until it's fully confirmed stable is the GPU driver support built into the system. So if you remember when John was on last time, he talked about how there's been a community developed version of Unraid, which was a whole separate install. Um, not, I mean, it would install on top of itself. It was pretty seamless, but essentially it wasn't a fully supported version of Unraid that you would install in order to get your GPUs for use with Docker. And I had been running that. Now that is built in. So driver support is built in. Um, if you run an NVIDIA graphics card, there's just one little plugin you need to get from community applications. But again, fully supported. You don't need to be installing a wholly different version of Unraid. And that for me has been fantastic. I love it because all of my Dockers right now, um, I have a 1060 in there that is actually mining with the T-Rex Docker. So there's a Docker in there that's mining crypto. And it's smart enough the way it's working is it's also Plex is allowed to use it as well. And I have no issues with the Plex transcoding. And I've even had three, no, four Plex transcodes being used on that GPU. Plus it's using all the extra stuff to mine. Uh, and it's it's been great. I, I you know, I, I haven't had any issues. So, um, you know, I love having all the different Dockers be able to use it just natively and it works. And I know that if I reach out to support, I'm not going to get that comment back of like, well, you're running an unsupported version, version of Unraid. So there's that. And then the only, the other one that I think is big for people, and John mentioned this, is the ability to have multiple pools uh, of data, 
right? To have those pools. Now, I will be completely honest with everyone right now that I, you know, I don't know. There's probably a really good use case for me and how I use Unraid for pools. I haven't played with it though. Uh, it's you know, I haven't seen a need to bifurcate my data any more than I already do. Uh, so if you guys are in chat or if you guys want to talk about it or send me a note, I, I would love to know some good use cases. I've you know, you guys all know how I use Unraid. Right, you know, it's my next cloud, Bitwarden, Plex, now Valheim. Um, you know, that's I'm, really all that uh-huh. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Now Valheim or Valheim. Uh-huh. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Correction <laughs> on how I'm saying it. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, th- those are the kind of things that I'm using it for. So if, if there's a reason I should be using pools, great. But I think there were a lot of users that were really looking forward to pools. Uh, so that was also another upgrade in 6.9. Uh, the other stuff is, like I said, kind of the under the hood stuff. That if you know you need it, you know you need it. Uh, it's a good overview. And uh, J- uh, Joe said in the chat, he said he didn't know 6.9.1 was out. So um, uh, good opportunity. You know, those always come out fast. You know, that point one release. It did. It came it out really out fast. fast. Yeah, it comes out pretty fast. I'm holding off um, until we get John on. And I, I have no need to upgrade. I don't use it like you do. And so, um, so I'm just going to hold off and we'll upgrade it during the show. When he comes on, we'll get a little, get, have some talk, uh, have some good Unray talk. So that show will be coming up hopefully here in the next, I don't know, three, four, five, six weeks. We need to get Mark back on. So Mark, if you're listening, contact me, I'll contact you, but, uh, get Mark Robson back on. We got to get the barbecue show kind of lined up, Mike. I mean, we, we've, we've got a responsibility here to make sure that we talk grilling before the summer gets here I mean, it's oh, almost yeah. here i've right? already started i've been i've been using the smoker a lot lately i have a nice. actually, i actually did a pulled pork yesterday uh pulled that off the smoker yesterday morning i've been i've been a grilling fiend i am um, i made some steaks the other day where i just fired the thing up got it super hot and then almost turned it into nothing and just put the steaks on and let it sit and i just measured that temperature just until it was just exactly the right thing and just yanked them off and it man it was mm. so good oh it was so good so we'll have to get Mark uh, back on here as well. Uh, one more thing, Mike, before we go to talk a little bit about um, Cloudflare, which always seems to be kind of, for me, like an enterprise caching kind of deal. You've you you you've been using it like for home use? Tell me about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so this was interesting too. I just learned this. This was news to me that there is a free Cloudflare op, uh, offering. So if you go to cloudflare.com, you sign up um, and you link a domain to it, uh, they try to get you to pay, but at the bottom, there's actually, if you're not using the power features, there is a free version. And so I started to play around with this. And essentially the use case for using Cloudflare is if you have your own domain, um, and this is how I would use it. I'm sure there's a million use cases, but for a home user, if you have your own domain and you use that to map back probably through a reverse proxy at home to services at home, it's a great way to manage your DNS records for that domain. So in my example, I run, I bought my domain through Hover. I had been doing all my DNS records in Hover, and that's what I was using. Well, Hover doesn't have any uh, dynamic DNS, DDNS uh, capability into it. And for, for those of you who hasn't, haven't experienced that before, for most of us home users, we have a dynamic IP address, WAN address, right? Your public IP address is constantly changing. And that could be an issue when you run services at home on your server that you want to access, right? Because that's constantly changing. 
So a dynamic DNS service is essentially a tiny little app you would run in your home and it's constantly checking, what's my IP, what's my IP? And when it changes, it's updating some record outside the house and you can point to that record. So what I had been doing in the past is I had been using, there's a free service that almost every Unraid user out there probably started with at some point, which is DuckDNS. And DuckDNS is a free dynamic DNS uh, plugin, Docker container service that you can run. So for example, I could have been, you know, mike.duckdns.org. And that is constantly updated by this tiny little Docker container running an Unraid, which is great. So in the past, I had been pointing all my, if you went to nextcloud.yourdomain.com, it would point back to that DuckDNS uh, IP address and you're, you're back home. It's great. Constantly updated. Perfect. The issue with that is that a lot of security protocol, you know, internet um, filtering applications, especially in the enterprise. So for example, when I was at work and I tried to get back to my security system or NextCloud or what drove me most nuts was Bitwarden, my password manager, it was blocked. And the reason it's blocked is because it's going through, I'm typing in one domain, but there's a CNAME record that's redirecting to a different domain. So if you think about it, I'm typing in nextcloud.yourdomain.com. But when it actually tries to uh, resolve that, it gets sent out to my duck DNS. And a lot of those, what I've learned, and I didn't know this, was a lot of the security um, applications in these enterprise environments, they block that. They don't like that. They think it's like a redirect, right? It's sending you somewhere that you don't intend to go. So, so I was getting fed up with that. And all of this kind of culminated in me finding out that Cloudflare has a free offering, number one. You can still have your domain purchased through Hover. All you do is change. It gives you the name servers that you're going to plug in over at your domain registrar. So if that's Hover, you just change the domain, the name servers. It gets kicked over to Hover and you can manage. And then the nice thing is when you sign up for Cloudflare, it actually uh, queries what all the current DNS records you have. And it says, hey, do you want to just set this up just like you had it? I'm like, yes. So it pulls in everything you already have set for that domain. It'll just slurp that right in. So you're starting from there. And then there is actually a few Docker containers in the community application store, which run the Cloudflare dynamic DNS service. So essentially the same exact thing for DuckDNS, except for the fact that it's actually updating a subdomain record for my domain. So now dynamic.yourdomain.com is constantly updated. So it stays within the same domain. And if you guys are kind of following along, that doesn't trip the security things in the enterprise environment because you're staying within the same domain. It's not redirecting you out to a a different domain. So a a long, very roundabout answer, Jim, to say it's a really good way for managing DNS records for having a dynamic DNS uh, service that points to your own domain, all wrapped into this little free offering. And one additional thing I'll kind of give you guys a little a pointer is if you have something like a game server, I learned this when I was self-hosting uh, Valheim, not Valheim, when I was hosting Valheim, is that there Good is this match. thing Good called match. an SRV record. And I had never used an SRV record. But if you do some Googling, uh, so an SRV record, when you're looking at your DNS settings, essentially, I'm sure there's a lot of use cases for it, but it allows your domain to point to a specific port. If you just go to a certain domain, it's usually going to go to port 443, which is your HTTPS, or it's going to go to port 80 if it's HTTP, HTTP, right? But you can actually specify with an SRV record, hey, when someone types in this domain, send them to this port of that IP address. So for a game server, because game servers, I can't run through my reverse proxy, at least I don't think, I haven't tried that. 
um, you need to port forward the game port, right? So Valhima is a specific game port. I've port forwarded that. Well, now for everyone in the community who wants to play on my server, I can just give them one URL. They don't need to know about the port. They don't need to know my IP address and they can just get in and it just works. Uh, so a little trick, if you guys are running Minecraft servers, Valheim servers, any other game servers, uh, you try, look at that SRV record. It's really cool. Number one, you don't have to give out your IP address. Now people can still backtrace because an SRV record in Cloudflare cannot be proxied. So keep that in mind. So your IP address is still out there in the wild, um, but it uh, it makes it easy. It's a, it's a it's an easy use case for it. Joe says uh, he thinks uh, Unraid is offering uh, this feature. And he says, yeah, this feature is in my new My Servers add-in. Did you look at that at all? Yeah, I did. So My Servers is really cool. Um, I didn't have a specific use case for it. Um, but so here's what My Servers is. Essentially, My Servers is a new offering from Unraid where you can have a few things. You can essentially have remote access to certain parts of your Unraid box from out in the wild without having to type in your your home IP address, right? And have a port forward set up. So if you're you're outside your land and you want to access your servers, or if you kind of want one central dashboard, if you manage multiple Unraid servers, if you run them for friends and family, or if you yourself have multiple, um, it's a way for them to kind of do the same sort of thing where registers with their service and you can get access uh, to your server from a web browser. The other benefits are it will back up your flash drive. So you'll we all know the flash drive in Unraid is where all your config is stored. It will do that automatic backup and store that backup up in the, on their servers uh, along with, um, what else are they putting up? There's one other thing that I'm trying to, uh, with, oh, your registration key. Your registration keys are also stored up there. So if you lose track of your registration key or if you're bad at making backups of your flash drive, uh, you can now you know store those up in the cloud so that you would always have access to them. The one issue you might run into, especially if you are a PFSense user, is and they actually document it. They know it's kind of an issue. So if you go and, and look at the official wiki on the Unraid site for the My Servers, when you're doing the install, you may run into, and I'm trying to find the exact so I don't misrepresent what it is here real quick. So you a lot of uh, routers, including PFSense, have DNS rebinding protection, and that is a a feature that essentially prevents your DN, public DNS uh, entry entity entries being mapped to a local LAN IP address. And so it's a security feature. But with that enabled, it kind of blocks what PFSense or sorry, what Unraid needs to do to make this whole service work. So I had actually gone down the path of installing it. I got to that point, got that error. And I was like, well, you know, there's not many times with my VPN that I have, I really don't need access. I don't manage multiple servers. Um, so so I, I didn't activate it yet. But yes, um, another very similar thing to what we were already talking about with the with the DNS entries through Cloudflare. There you go. That sounds sounds good. I, I was that nerdy enough for everyone to finish was, off the show. I mean, that wow. was yeah. That was <laughs> that was uh, that was pretty good, man. That's that's a lot of info there. Um, let's uh, let's 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 stop talking about you and let's talk about me. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> so I bought a monitor. Is what? You, yeah. So I just bought this. No, obviously, yeah. this is the this is the new egg monitor. Mike was talking about this Samsung forty uh, nine inch curved uh, QLED. Yeah. Uh, 38, uh, 3840 by 1080. Uh, and you mentioned HDMI and DisplayPort. I, I was, I too was trying to figure out how wide this thing was, but 
This thing is gigantic. Massive. Holy crap. This one might be big enough for me. If I was going to replace all these is three this, monitors. Is this what you'd go with? Uh, well, I don't think this has the gaming specs I would need. That's the only problem. Unless I did what I was talking about where I see, but I don't know. An ultra wide up high would just be weird to me. I would want the cleanliness of having one yeah. clean. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's perfect. Does this have a, um, does this have a stand that goes up and down? That's the, like some of these are fixed and you're like, Oh, now they have, they have a, um, they all have visa mounts on the back and you could put it on a, you know, you could put it on a stand if you want right. to, but, but it's a refurb. It's 700 bucks. I don't know. Stick around in the post show. This may be the, <laughs> this, this may be the one I found the, the, so the very first one, the, uh, the AOC monitor that we were talking about for 219, I found it on Amazon and it's, it's 300 bucks. So that 219 was a pretty good deal. Yeah. That 219 yeah. is a good deal. Why did I wait? This is why I, this is why I don't wait on things. These are the sacrifices you make for the show, Jim. No, right on. No, we'll we'll uh, we'll get it all figured out. Just a couple reminders uh, as we um, exit stage left tonight. We'll stay around. You, you, you okay on time tonight, Mike? Yeah, you got yeah, okay. okay. Yep. We'll do we'll do a little bit of post show. Um, a couple reminders. No live show next week. I'll be down in Texas at a family reunion. Actually, it's my mother-in-law's 80th birthday so we're going down for that and that ought to be kind of fun texas is kind of open so mike it'll be interesting it'll be sarah's vaccinated i'm not so we'll we'll i don't know i don't i'm not that weird about it just to be honest right uh so um so we're headed down there i'm sure we'll light a few candles and enjoy <laughs> uh some bottled water uh for sure while we're down there um so some some um some great stuff there so no live show. Get caught up. Most of you are behind anyways. Jeez. So get caught up. Get some things figured out. Uh, join us uh, there as well. Um, big thanks to our Patreon subscribers as well. I appreciate you guys uh, each and each and every month uh, providing what you do for that. And so, um, you know, um, thanks. Just thanks for, for doing what you do. If you want to join the Discord group, uh, jump over there, theaverageguy.tv slash Discord. Kind of a quiet week. Mike, one of the things I like about the group is it's not overwhelming, you know, like you, you don't have to be in it every second of every day to keep up with the conversations, right? 100% agree. Yeah. We'd, um, we'd love to hear from you as well. Uh, maybe you don't want to go to Discord and that's okay. Leave us a message. So just go to homegadgetgeeks.com, bottom right-hand corner, there's a little microphone. Click it and you got 30 seconds. That's it. It's not, not even a commitment. If you don't like it, stop it and do it over again. And um, we'd love to hear from you. We'll play it on the show and give you, oh, I'm showing the show notes there. That's pretty cool. You guys want to see what the show notes look like? There you go. That's what they look like. Inside baseball for you. Yeah, there you go. Um, and, and so uh, leave us a message, homegadgetgeeks.com. The audio listeners, didn't. they don't care that I was showing the show notes. So they're just like, whatever, Jim, shut up and keep going. Uh, the average guy.tv, both web and media hosting powered by Maple Grove Partners, get secure, reliable High-speed hosting from people you know and you trust. They are Amazon is keeping that guy busy, and I haven't heard from him in a while. So that's Christian. I need to get him back on Cyber Frontiers, but uh, he's he is making a career. So he's doing a bang-up job over there at Amazon. Super proud of him. But uh, you can get plans as little as ten dollars a month. Maple and WordPress optimized, super secure. MapleGrovePartners.com will get you there as well. And then don't forget if you want to join us in the crypto world. 
the easiest way, I think, the easiest way to get starts on Coinbase, the average guy.tv slash Coinbase. Mike, you got any fun things coming up this spring or summer that you're you're looking fence got fixed? Fence got fixed. I got a hockey tournament this weekend. I love oh. hockey tournament weekends, so it's hockey you know, all weekend. Do you know Jeremy Hayden? Do you know that name? Mm-mm. Okay. It, Omaha hockey guy. There can't be that many of you. So you'd be surprised. There are a ton. I am shocked every time, you know, as I join this community, it's, it's a, it's, it's bigger than you think. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. No, I don't know how you guys do it. I'd never walk again. <laughs> just, the first be, time you play after that, it's like, yeah, you kind of feel it. And then just, after that, you kind of used to it. You love it. It's addicting. Yeah. Well, it's hockey is for the young. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at TheAverageGuy.tv Live. We'd love to have you join us live every week except next week. Don't come out. We won't be here. Well, that's okay. I'll remind you guys as well. And uh, and come out and enjoy it. Stay around for some post-show and see if Jim drops seven bills on a new monitor. With that, we'll say goodbye, everybody.